Now, I know the problem with modern technology for some people is it's actually making the world worse. Like, in, in the old days, to know what Kassad thought about Counter-Strike, you'd have to either live in the Balkan region and attend a LAN or know what his fake account on HLTV.org was. But in the modern day, because of technology, you can have blasted into a device in your pocket at all times the wildest thoughts of Kassad about Counter-Strike. And that can obviously, to some people, get under their collar a little bit, you know. It can be a bit irritating. He comes in too hot with the hot takes, doesn't he? Sometimes you think, Kassad, just give it like... 20 minutes, mate, then give your opinion. Then it you know, won't be quite so overbearing. What's the thing? You probably know about the freeze pipe. Well, they actually have some new technology here. They have this one, the blunt tip. It's actually a glycerin blunt tip, which you put in just like the free chamber in the freeze pipe. You put it in the freezer section. This one only needs 20 minutes. You can use it with a blunt. Works with any type of blunt or joint. They can all fit in there. It can, it's compatible with vape pens if you've got one of those little things. And also, as I say, it only takes 20 minutes, not an hour like the normal one. But of course, we also do appreciate the full-size freeze pipe from thefreezepipe.com where you put the glycerin chamber in for an hour and then it cools all the smoke by 200 degrees. Just makes your cannabis smoking experience into a cannabis smoking experience. So if you do enjoy cooler take some cassad that aren't too edgy and don't make you all upset about your fake Danish in-game leader dad substitute surrogate, then use the code LFN for 10% off your order at thefreezepipe.com. Right, there you go. There we go. We can start the episode now. By the way, spoiler, we haven't done this very much. And to be fair, I'll, I'll do a better job in future. What I'll do is next time we do an episode, I'll look up the last couple of episodes and see if there's like any funny examples of our past takes coming true or false or whatever. But obviously, the one that we have to... Like, the elephant in the room, Cassad, here is... This is where the whiplash is killing me right now, guys. I feel like I've been on one of those fucked up roller coasters where I want to do like a class action lawsuit and sue them for like fucking pain and suffering. Because every month of CS is like this, like... Um, G2 completely failed the major. Like, Richard Lewis, like, what What about now, dickhead? And then, like, next tournament, like, they'd win some tournament. Everyone's like, Richard Lewis and Cassandra frauds. They don't know nothing. It's like, oh, the whiplash. It's too much. It's too much. So I'm assuming we've got some hot takes that address this topic today. Anyone? Is anyone coming no, in with any hot takes? Well, not, not from me. I, I okay. just avoided the topic. You know, okay. it's just fucking bullshit. I'm just well, happy Nico won it. Because I've got one here. I've got one for I'm you. Just, yeah. I've got a good Nico one. Won it, you know, and he yeah. fucking delivered numbers, and he proved that he is the best player in the world. No, right don't now. worry. We've got. We've got. I've got one. Uh, it, tied okay, into. All right, all right, all right, yeah, yeah. I, well, one thing I have to say about that is that, like, one thing I hate on analyst desks is when people are like, "Oh, we will have to wait and see," you know, like, "Oh, like we don't know yet. Yes. We don't know." And and the because the thing is that with this job, you want to be reactionary. You want to actually By make a statement. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you want to make us you want to have a say on everything you like because I, I find like if we're working in this profession and people are like oh what do you think of the flames roster move and if we're paid to give our opinion and that opinion is oh I have to wait and see I think that's failing at this position sure. but with with things like like uh, like G2 that actually makes it feel like you should always say that. You should always say, oh, I guess we'll wait and see. I guess we'll wait and see. Because you never know. Because every tournament could be a completely different tournament for some of these people because the variance is so high for some of these teams, honestly. 
Two things. One, that's actually why everyone I know in esports is a moron and just misses the whole fucking point of what's going on. You all can't see the fucking wood for the trees. Like, everyone missed. You know, everyone complains, right? Even though he's very well loved. One of the things people complain about with Maniac is exactly that mouse thing. It's like, oh, all he does is play it safe, you know, because it's just his personality people don't know. He's not a guy who's going to say outrageous things. He's a very polite individual who's very... He'd be temperate, so he'd be the worst ever guest on this show. Like, it's not his style at all. His style is like the opposite of a hot take. It is very measured like that. Now, here's the thing. He wouldn't just say we'd see, but, you know, he'd, he'd make it very flowery how he'd explain that, you know, could go bad, could go good. People missed that he actually put his balls on the table. Did no one else see this? Dude, he didn't just argue that, like, Zemu's really good. When people challenged him, he said, I mean, he meant in CS2, obviously, he said that at the end of Zemu's career, he will own every single individual record ever. That's pretty fucking ballsy, guys. Because, by yeah. the way, spoiler, there's one thing that I think's mad. I could make this all hot take, but I won't do all digression. I actually think Simple's ruined all your fucking brains. Like, what's this shit where people, because Simple and Equal did this, you all think you can watch like a year or two that's really amazing and go, well, he'll definitely just do that for six more years. Like, you're actually the dumbest motherfucker of all time if you think you can guarantee that. That's why, actually, I think mad props to Maniac for having that hot take. Because, by the way, that's an enormous gamble. You're aware, guys, he's actually implying Zewu. By the way, for his gamble to even work, remember, people like Simple and Device better just stop winning anything ever, ever again. And and once they stop, Zewu has to win something like what? Ben and I take away the online ones. He has to win what, like 10 MVPs or something like It's not going to be easy, guys. Everyone again is just taking it so for granted. So here's my hot take to start the episode. It's actually, it'll sound not that great a hot take, but if you think about it, it's actually a perfect hot take. Because when you do a hot take, you have to have a sense of what the community actually thinks, right? That's why some of the hot takes sometimes to us don't sound that spicy, but then you realise sometimes fans are totally off base and then sometimes vice versa, you think you've got a great hot take and you realise actually that is sort of like everyone has like an edgy take on that one. But here's one for you. I actually think this is the best way to phrase it with the Huxy and the Nico and Richard Lewis and Cassad. This is how I would phrase it and this is so whack it's impossible. CSGO fans would rather they themselves are proven wrong than Cassad or Richard Lewis ever be right. Now, you might think, what a weird... How could you ever know that? I'll tell you why. Because think of some of the past episodes where we were told, me and Kassad, that we're like homers for Nico, right? Because we defended him and we said maybe it wasn't his fault. No, no, wait a second. So the same community that is tearing Nico's arse apart, every major, is now going to also turn around the same people and go to Kassad and gaslight him and go, ha, idiot, he has the best possible IGL he could have. What, you think any other IGL in the entire world could be his IGL? You are a moron. It's like those two positions are literally mutually exclusive. They cannot both exist at the same time. But what's mad is I actually get the feeling, specifically with Kassad and Richard Lewis for some reason, people just won't let that be accurate at all. Like, as far as I can tell, the straw man is they make out that the take you guys had was that Huxley will never win any match ever in the history. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't get it because I, I described it like this to my fans. It's like they act like if you're not 100% right, you were 100% wrong. It's not a binary topic, is it? It's like a massive spectrum to it. Like, the sad thing about the whole topic, by the way, which we can get into if you want, I'm sure you guys have some thoughts yourselves, is... It, if anything, it is an interesting topic now, the Huxley thing, because for me, it's actually like maybe one of the rare edge cases where you can be not a great IGL, but win, and also you're sort of in the middle somewhere. And if anything, it's probably one of the best sort of test cases you could ever see of, of how much does an IGL do and how stacked can a lineup be? I think that's the more interesting discussion with the Huxley thing rather than is Huxley shit or not, you know? Anyway, what do you think of that hot take, looks? I think it's real, dude. The reason I say it's whack, though, is because like I can't get that at all, like... 
Why would I myself will it's like will I'm willingly gonna be wrong myself so that you're wrong and you're an idiot? Like what's that? What like surely I wanna win. Surely I wanna be right, you know. <laughs> I don't get people, it, man. Yeah, the thing is like people it. just people just wanna find a way to tell me like fuck you, Kassa, like you're wrong. Like whatever it is. If Nico plays well, then it's like, yeah, you were fucking wrong about Hooksy, fuck you, right? Yes. If Nico plays bad, then yeah, fuck you, you were wrong about Nico. Where is your boy Nico? Like, how is he doing now? <laughs> yeah, you can't it win. doesn't yeah. fucking make sense. They've got you there, right? they've got you. It's just whatever I say doesn't fucking add up to them, right? In these little they're delusional minds, right? The, 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 the amount <laughs> yes, of messages. And I, I and I write like a tweet like, uh, Nico playoffs is over like Zaibu playoffs, right? And the tweet. I don't know why that's even an edgy nuts. tweet to me, by the way. That just shows me how overrated Zaibu is. Like, well, why was anyone complaining about that? Like, I didn't even attack Zaibu. Like, I don't. Zaibu is a great player. Like, it doesn't make sense. I'm just thinking that Nico is a better player in the playoffs and overall a better. That's that's fine if you think something is better than the other, right? It's, it's not insulting to the other. I'm not saying this guy is bad. I'm just. I just think that Nico is more complete, that Nico is more impactful. It's just the way it is. Like, if you look at the series in the playoffs, you remember how they, how Vitality won the major, right? Through through what bracket and all these things. And look at the teams that, that for example, G2 beat to, to get to this title as well. All like Ants, all good teams, Ants, FaZe, right? You know, Australia stayed twice. It's like the, the team that actually played well. It's just, it's not the, the easiest thing to do, right? And they've sure. started from the semis as well. It's just... It, this completely like Nico played just an amazing game throughout the whole fucking event, like one of those legendary games, and all people see seems to think like fuck you, Kasad Hooks is you know great IGL. So in two months from now, they're gonna go back to the other place. They're gonna play like shit. They're gonna get eliminated somewhere, and it's gonna be again not Hooks is fuck you, Kasad Nico plays like shit. So it, it doesn't really make sense to me at all. So it seems that you cannot never win with these people because they don't understand the the essence of the point, like the 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 the, the core of the point that I'm trying to make. So it's just fucking annoying sometimes. But it's pretty funny. Eighty-five percent of the times, fifteen percent of the times, it's just annoying. So go, Maui. I, I mean, fighting against fans is really difficult because they're always going to find a new slant to try to take you down with. So I only I only fight back against people who are just wrong in the outright comment uh, nowadays, I think. Um, I mean, I, have, I mean, I, I can move on to another take. I feel like you guys have covered this All one right. pretty well, but uh, oh, yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the comments. All right. I, I, I just OK. Well, I, the only thing I can really say about this is that like certain pundits in this space are just total punching bags for a lot of the community. And if you excite the community, there's going to be people that fall in love with you. And there's going to be also people that want you dead, essentially. And one of my just life axioms is that I'd rather live that life than the life of someone that no one really even cares about. So I think we're all pretty much succeeding at that. So I don't really, I mean, oh, yeah. I think this is, I think it's good. I think the it's just good. The amount of messages like in, in DMs that I got, like the different ways, like, I think you're right. They don't want to say it publicly, right? Or some fucking, for some fucking reason. Uh, I think you're right. I think that whatever you're saying, like you're completely, you know, ignore like that. I hope people are not like, you know, hating you too much because I think you're right. You're whatever, right? And then there's people like, I hope you fucking die. Similar to Maui, I would rather, you know, say what I actually think, 
than be like, yeah, we're going to wait and see. We're going to do this, play it safe, you know. I understand some people are fine with that. And, uh, you know, like we said, you spoke about Maniac, and he's completely like, he's one of the best analysts, if not the best, together with Yanko. And he's, that's his personality. Like, he's saying things, like, in a more uh, eloquent way, in a yeah. more elegant way. That's fine. Like, that's that's perfectly fine. But, you know, there is also, like, I'm not like that. You know, I'm just saying as, as I feel like it. As I, as I yes, seen. as no, I pointed out, you are more blunt. That's why you yeah. need the blunt tip from the freespipe.com LFN <laughs> code for 10% off. Right, go on, Maui. What was the actual take you would have spin into? You didn't give it. Oh, um... Well, the uh, the other thing is that okay, so so it's kind of like yeah, slightly transitioning into another take entirely is that with vitality and to an extent what Zaiwu didn't perform to uh, in their semifinals match, my 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 take as a whole is just that Zai or Vitality wouldn't have won that series with Dupree over Flames because there was some like pushback, like people started having some like twenty twenty hindsight on the move when it happened, like like. A lot of people celebrated the move for being very forward-thinking when they brought on Flames, where, in in essence, people were saying, like, this is good because you're going to pick up a rising talent as opposed to keeping uh, Dupree on the lineup because he only really kind of got it together for the couple events, like IEM Rio and then the Major. And then when he... Like before that though, he was he was bad. Like Dupree was easily the worst player on Vitality, and I'm including Apex because Apex is satisfying Elise's role on the team as he's putting up bad numbers. But Dupree was set up in positions to succeed, and and so like basically what I'm trying to get to here is that some people after that that match were like, oh, if they had like I I wouldn't have pulled the trigger, I wouldn't have done this, I wouldn't I would I would have kept Dupree, you know, keep riding it out. If you're winning, just keep winning. But it's like. I watched that game back really closely between Ens and uh, Ens and Vitality, and I watched even Flames' POV on it too. Flames was balling, balling out on Mirage, and they lost 16 to 14 on that map. If that were Dupree, that game would not even have been that close. So I don't, I don't actually think that if they had Dupree, they would have done any better. In fact, they could have even done worse in this tournament. So that's my take right there: is that having Dupree over Flames in this instance. Would have even made the team worse, and really the burden on this in this matchup was probably more on the shoulders of people like Zaiwu and Magisk, who didn't perform up to the standard that we're used to seeing from them. Yeah, I I agree. I don't think it would be any different. If maybe even it'll be even worse if 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 the pre played. Probably, the thing is like Flames is he played all right. I don't think there is any blame on him. You said it nicely when you said the the Zaiwu didn't you know played play as as he definitely could he wasn't even close to his a game whatever that was also they had bad ct sides on that on that on that matchup you know they won't they lost like with what is it, 10 rounds on nine rounds on the nine or ten rounds on the ct side of mirage and then 10 on, on vertigo right so it was just a and all top of that some pass was plus 30 on that matchup like he was playing insane right so i think collectively they kind of underperformed they should have won that game considering the players they have. Saibu didn't play well, Sampaias played well, Ensu had a better tournament than Vitality overall. Dupree wouldn't help that a little bit at all. Probably even made it worse. 
Okay. I mean, I, I basically agree with the take in general. Like, first of all, the reason why I think it's a terrible take anyway is because it's such a stupid premise. Like, the premise goes like this. The entire reason you do or don't do that move is just for IEM Cologne 2023 and not anything else. In the, like, that's not why anyone made the fucking move. Like, spoiler, I don't think anyone actually thought that the first second Flames enters the server, you are better than the peak of the Dupree lineup. I think that's such a, an insane straw man premise. Not least because this is a major like actually the whole point of doing that move is for the future in fact even when i saw flames specifically i thought to myself i mean i already had a hint that maybe like you didn't have a buyout so there's you save money but also it's for cs2 that move obviously like there is no more majors in csgo like it's actually the best time ever to sort of tank a few months and hope that you level up because if you think about the negatives he was bringing in two of them that i do think affect them here is one he just is inexperienced so he was never gonna have like an insane pop-off right in cologne in the fucking playoffs but then a bigger deal to me is because you've changed to play it's not about flames even on this one you've just changed the map pool like the biggest difference between this, this vitality and the one that won the major is when they won the major it also was like this is the other reason I wanted to rock to play them it's the only team that had a chance with the map pool they had everything nailed no one remember they were like punished picking Anubis into people they had everything at that one tournament they had the whole map pool locked well as soon as you change any player, guys, it's why I do treat five-man lineups distinctly different from even the same lineup. Like, I don't treat Team Liquid in 2018 the same as 2019, even though all you changed was Steve one tack. Because you see, it changes the map pool, changes your style of play. There's so many things one player change can change. So to me... The, it was logical when you make this move that you can have all the downside at the fucking beginning right now, the first real tournament, the other blast one, everyone knows it's like a warm-up, so I don't think that's a big deal. I think that if people actually think that that's it, you should have kept Dupree and saying, it wasn't about winning this one. And then lastly, I'll just say that. It's like I said on the last episode, there are certain people, this is the other thing about the Hooksy thing we'll get to later that drives me crazy, is this angle where it's like, look, you guys all agree with what I agree with, which is the ultimate goal for Nico is win the major. It isn't win Kalevitz and Clone. That's like the secondary goal. So for him, nothing's changed. He hasn't won the major. Same shit here. Vitality, especially people like Ziwoo and the top, top players. They're not here to... Look, it'd be cool to win Cologne, but it can't be their main priority. They want to win another major. They want to win the first CS2 major. That's why you make the move. So I don't think there's, there's not really any reason to be mad at them at all. And then just look at even the result. Guys, if you're going to bag on this result, they only lost to the two teams that were in the fucking finals and were the hottest teams in the whole tournament. And quite frankly, by the way, right now might even both be better teams than Vitality. Like, it's totally reasonable the way they lost. And the semi-final against Enz, they could have just won that. That could have been like 2-0. And then lastly, I'll spin this into a take if you want. This is why it has to come back to Ziwoo. Because, mate, I feel like I've come through a fucking like, portal or something. Because I was there when Nico and Simple got criticised for years when they were the ones who had to 1v9 the game. Nobody said, it's okay that you didn't do it. It was the default that they not only had to 1v9 the game, but then if they even played like a normal star, people would say they had a bad tournament. Not a bad game, bad tournament. So if you go and look at both the games that they lost here, Vitality, it's the same story both times. Zero just goes missing and doesn't end up carrying the game. Now, it's definitely not that he's the worst player on the team. That will almost never happen. But there was definitely times in these big matches, and this is where I'm going to spin it into my take, that... This is actually the default. I know it's going to sound counterintuitive because when a fan hears, wait a minute, so at the end of the tournament, what happens is when the superstar super carry doesn't perform, his team loses. Well, that is logical, isn't it? Because he's a super carry. But that also is the problem. Is I think I said it best on Twitter. Dude, 
Simple would get brutalised for Mega carrying a semi, but then losing the final. Zero would just lose the semi and play bad in that. And then everyone's like, it's fine though, because X, Y, and Z. So here's the take I'm going to spin it into. Zero is easily the most overrated GOAT content in the history of Counter-Strike. The history of the game. Because you have to realise, guys, you don't even get in the GOAT conversation unless you're mega legit normally. Like, my problem is this. If you look at his body of work, he can be in the conversation. But this is what I hate about this. The I made this point before, but I'll be very brief with it. The same fans who themselves put him in this convo. I never put him in this convo, guys. Like, I, I tweeted this the other day. I think it's pathetic that ESL even called Monsey a legend because uh -huh. he won fucking Cologne one and a half years into yeah. his career. It's like, bro, what, are you what do these words mean anymore? So the same thing. I didn't put Zero in the GOAT category. I've kept him very reasonably. I've been tracking him the whole way. If you remember on a past episode, I even said, I don't even think he's top five. I'd have people like maybe even Kenny S still in the mix there, etc. But they put him in the convo and then they complain that we're making him like be too scrutinized. Like the problem I have with this is if I just if I don't consider the GOAT convo, it's brilliant with Zero, still great, still tracking okay. It's got a couple of years to get it together. But if you have a look at the idea like GOAT contender means today I compare you against anyone who ever played the game. These are the deficiencies. Is that every time you put him in the big pressure match, it's not even that he plays bad, he just doesn't carry. And by the way, that is mad unreasonable, but guess what? That's why if you do carry like that, we call you fucking, whatever his name is, Sasha fucking Kostailev, the GOAT, because you did do it. You did. Absolutely. I mean, it's like putting Zyvo in a GOAT content today is just mental. You should never do it. The longevity, longevity needs to be like, the, the career needs to be longer, right? It needs to be five, six years. Take other GOATs from other sports, right? Just, you know, football, right? We have Messi, Ronaldo, right? How many years they had to, like, score yes. thousands of goals per yeah. season to actually be... Probably know, 10 years, at least 10, 15, right? Yeah, Look right at Michael there. Jordan. Obviously, everybody is, like, saying LeBron, Kobe, whatever, right? It's Michael Jordan. And everybody wants... Everybody knows it. How many years since, like, he joined in Chicago Bulls in, what, 84, 85, before he was transformed from a superstar into a GOAT contender into a GOAT? He had to win all these things. He had to carry all these things for so many games, for so many, like, you know, rough playoffs and all these changes. Obviously, it's different in Counter-Strike because we have multiple tournaments and titles and everything, but it comes down to the Major, right? And their, their run at the Major was, was Mont into, into the Breach Apex Gamer League. And that's the playoffs, right? It's just... Uh, it's, it's different right now. And uh, Zaibu, yes, can he be the, the, the GOAT in five, six years from now? Yes, absolutely. Is he the contender now? No, because he cannot be. He just cannot be, right? Just imagine, like, is Nikola Jokic a contender for the GOAT because he had two MVPs and now the title? Is he, is he a fucking GOAT? Of course he fucking isn't. Is he the best player in the world right now in basketball? Yes, yes he is. That's a great analogy. Yeah. It's just, it makes no sense. Yeah. But yeah, and you said it like when in the past, when it was simple or Nico wasn't carrying enough, it was like, ah, just fucking, you know, slamming them all over the place. And now it's just, ah, yeah, it's, they lost because they didn't have the pre or like the new lineup and all the shit. Just give me a fucking break. Make up your mind. Pick your fucking lane and stick to it. Just for fuck's sake. Go, Molly. Yeah, well, for the GOAT conversation, why you wouldn't really include Zywu for me just kind of boils down to a couple things which you guys have already touched on. One is longevity. He doesn't have that. Um, another angle that I've, we've touched on before, uh, at least Thorin and I, when we talked about especially like a Liege versus Twist, is peak of the player. And the thing is that you would never really definitively say that the peak of Zywu has been, other than this year, 
been better significantly than anybody else because you look at the two number ones that Zaiwu had over Simple. And the first year, I would say that with the team accomplishments, with the MVPs that he got in 2019, I would have actually put him higher than Simple in that year. But 2020 to me was very fraudulent because the one land tournament that mattered is where simple did very well and then hltv had to go off of online results and because zaiwu did marginally better online than simple they started weighing that higher or and his know, team started, was better yeah his team was better so there were more <laughs> team accomplishments there as yeah. well but like that those the, that that's where like those personal accomplishments for number one right there are so flimsy in like if you really boiled it down, whereas Simple has so many more years where he was definitively the best player. Like 2018, it was just like there wasn't really a, a chance for the second place player, which which was Device to be fair at that time. But it was just like it, the margins between Simple and Device that year was so great that you would it was it was obvious like nobody nobody had any doubts going into that list who was going to be number one and so for that year for simple's peak and on top of that simple's been doing that for five years basically so like straight um so longevity he just smashes him and really the body of work is where zaiwu could never really contest in an all-time discussion if you want to say who the best player is for the last three years you really do have it you have an argument to be made right there but if you want to say the greatest player of all time in csgo there is only one answer and i've been a i've been someone that has said like you know in the future we could consider somebody like Monacy to be the goat but it's like we needed a lot of time for that person to get blooded and for that person to rack up the personal achievements and and team accomplishments on top of that for me to even really enter that conversation in good faith and by the way i'll just throw this in there the reason why i am legit as fuck that i criticized the shit out of ziwu but it's, this is where people are wrong you know people always paint this mad straw man that i like never ever imply i'm ever wrong it was i've, I've said it was right you know my favorite player of all times device right you fucking morons like i had to take it on the chin for like three years when this guy kept getting banged out every fucking time by the way he even did it just like zebu does he wouldn't just like be bad the whole series he'd carry the fuck out of map one be like all right on map two and you could have won two zero and then map three is exactly like this where you're like right it's your time just take over the game and we win the game and then he would just have like the 14 kills or the 15 kills and you just have like this lackluster performance you just lose in like a, in the worst way ever by the way you just get choked out. you don't even like get knocked out you just gradually choke out like and i i never once you can go back just was like well it's fine it's okay for him to be bad like that's whack bro in fact i've always said this this is why i actually think i've nailed how you follow sports because it is about the narratives i've always said this i would actually rather my favorite player scores 50 points in an elimination game of the nba and loses than has 10 points and wins the game because what did he win in that scenario if he had 10 points he was carried wasn't he so in this scenario like i want z would have fucking carried the tournament just like i was waiting years for device to do it but the, when they don't do it you can't then make an excuse guys you've got to take it on the chin it happened it, it actually yeah. did happen like yeah, one exactly. last one last point to this is that like you have your rubric for how to grade a goat i i would mine is slightly different than yours as we've explained on over other podcasts but there's so many angles where you could basically say like other people are the goat of this game but you basic you just can't find an angle for zaiwu to actually be the goat because if you actually choose any set of criteria then there's going to be somebody else that just is better in those in those criteria than Zaiwu. He's basically coming up second place in so many arguments and longevity. Obviously, he's like, you know, 20th. Like there's Here's there's the angle, Kassad. I'll give you it for free, right? This is what you haven't figured out. Because if you use this angle, you can actually make it sound like a legit sporting angle why Nico's the goat. So you know what they do? You'll know the answer when I explain this concept. In 
MMA, Kassad, logically, the real best fighter is the heavyweight, right? Because he would knock everyone out and then, like, how could some lightweight fighter? But they don't do that, do they, Kassad? What they do is they have that concept pound for pound, don't they? So that way, the little guy, like Volkanovsky, because he is super sick, maybe he is the best because, you know, relative to how much weight he has, he might be able to beat everyone. So what you do is this, Kassad, because all these fucking orpers get to dominate and they're all the goats, what you say is this. Nico is the dollar-for-dollar dollar goat of CSGO. Because <laughs> all he needs is an AK, baby. Those motherfuckers need an op. Just give him an AK. It's 2,700. There you go. He's, they, they got Nico as the 2,700 goat of CSGO. <laughs> if, you, if you only had $2,700 to buy one gun, he's the goat. There you go. That's exactly. your freebie. Oh, that's, that's a good one. Not a bad that's angle, a good... eh? It's not bad. That's, not that's bad. a good one. But I'll switch to my... My hot take for for first one for today, and this is like uh, I think the the spiciest one I have. Uh, so now people are gonna get mad a little bit because they like this team. It's 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 about heroic, right? Ooh, and, okay, uh, this is gonna and, get and, good. Uh, let, let me buckle in. All right, let's get in there. And and I think and I think that heroic in twenty twenty three is not even the top three team for the whole year of the whole year. <laughs> Okay. By the way, I have to say, Maui, the sad thing about Kassad's career now is it's bleeding outside of this show. Like, you probably saw that headline on that interview where he's like, Heroic isn't top one because nobody's <laughs> top one, which is like a Kassad-style hot take, isn't it? Because everyone's like, but, but there has to be a top one. And that was already, I can see it was already baking people's noodles. So, come on, then, what do you think of this take? Like, top three, come on. Heroic is not even top three team this year. Okay. And, who uh, is then? You have to give us the top three, then. Who is top yeah, three? Yeah, yeah, seriously, we well, need this. It's we need um, the people. Oh, well, no, 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 no. Listen, G2 has to be there. Vitality yeah, has true. to be there. Those, those are the know? easy two. Those are the easy yeah, two. The third is the can, harder one. You can go with pace if you want. Okay, fair. You can go with pace. It's not like I wanted to think about it more because I didn't want to didn't know the order, okay. but I had my top three. All right. So, the, the point is, uh, if you look at their tournaments right now, they are either the luckiest motherfuckers when it comes to group draw, they do have or a lot of easy groups for sure, yes. Or they are doing something that we don't know about, right? Yes. Obviously, we don't know anything, but they're, they're just super lucky. So I'm, I'm going to explain it like this. For Blast, they had EG, EG again, and Big. For Complexity, uh, complexity and OG, for, they had the, for, for the cutoff playoffs. Movie Star and Big for EPL, 9. They lost to Big. They beat Mongols and NIP for Rio, right? Uh, Blast Major, that was that was they beat Face, but then Apex and Liquid. Dallas, they had 9Z and Mouse Sports team that was already fucked up and gone, right? Blast again, Complexity with a standing, Imperial with two, three matches, you know. Up. He's making a good case so far, Maui, these names. He's spitting right now. Let him cook. Keep going. Then, then Big again, then the yeah. new Navi lineup for the, for the Blast, and then into Monty and Mongols for the playoff yep. at Cologne. And now, basically, if you don't know, guys, beating Mongols and Monty because then they play dense and they decided they already had a playoff at Cologne just from beating the Mongols and Monty. That is wild when you say it like that. Yes. And now, in Gamers 8, in like a couple of days from now, whenever it is, they have Falcons into Apex or Gamer Legion for the semis and top four again. <laughs> so let me, like, let me, let me, like, come on, rephrase that. If, if you put them in a spot where Let's face let's pay, what was face like and G2 were in, like on these tournaments. Can they reach or vitality for that matter? And 
can they repeat the same success and get the same placings so we can question. consider them at the top three? Yeah. I don't think so. Because, by the way, if like you ever do look, FaZe and G2 do seem to always get the fucking hard group and hard route, if you notice. Exactly. Especially yeah. Yeah, especially those two teams. And yes. two, right? So <coughs> if you look all through all of these events, right, and just, you know, think like if you swap some of the teams there, can they make the same runs? Would they make the same? Let's, I can reread these names again. Now, they have legit wins. Some against old Navi, some against, you know, FaZe. It's fine. There's not a yeah. bad team whatsoever. The thing is also, I wanted to mention about Kadian. Like, I spoke to him. He was on the desk a little bit. And, you know, I like the fact that he was, like, bullying people, like, you know, you know in, in the matches, like, shouting, trash-talking, all these things, right? And I wanted to see more, but he kind of quieted down for some reason. But I, I think that suited him more than the other thing that he was trying to accomplish with the flags and the dancing and the speeches and stuff like that. So... I do respect that a lot, but like, let's go back to the, the hot topic, right? It's just, uh, for me, I don't, I don't see them as a top three simply because of that. I'm not really sure about 2022, but 2023, I don't think they're there at all. Um, <laughs> I, okay. Reaction. I, I am just going to say, I think, I, I think Heroic's had a better year than FaZe has. Uh, the only thing that like, in terms of achievement that FaZe has really done this year, that makes me think like, but it, but it's not really even indicative of what they did this year. It's more of what they did last year is that they won the Grand Slam at, the, at ESL Pro League. That that one achievement makes it feel like this year has been still kind to FaZe in some ways. But when you look at some of FaZe's results as they're the most flimsy of the other three teams, like I would put Heroic as having the third best year. That that That's basically where I'm coming at back at this one is that and I would probably put phase is fourth and ends is fifth and I would just say that or or even switch ends and phase actually there's a there's a case for that how can you sorry before you could how can you put heroic in front of ends on this one Cologne finals won Dallas because semis be of the semis of the fucking what is it, pro league because ends weren't ends weren't really good at the beginning of the year they didn't even make it to Cato they, they didn't can't even make play it blast they didn't even make it to Katowice they they, they, they fell last in January they, and June they, they're yeah, not but allowed they... because the fucking idiots are not letting them play. How the fuck <laughs> can they be better beat their results, heroic results in Blast because when they're they played, not allowed to play it? They played at IM Katowice play-in and they couldn't even beat Complexity. They lost in the, the play-in. That to me is like the most damning result <laughs> against Ends so far this it's year. It's more damning than losing to Game Origin in the semifinals of the Major? Yes, that is more damning. That's okay. way more damning. Oh, that is right. way more damning. At so least one's on a mind. stage. Okay. At you least one's on a stage. Mind. The other's in a studio. Losing no, no, to complexity. A... After you... after what we saw, complexity has failed to accomplish that's this even year. Worse. Losing Maui. to complexity is so awful. Like Maui and, losing and... on stage as a top three team, top two team in the semifinals of a major last CSGO major against Gamer Legion is not worse than losing the complexity in studio in some fucking planes. Yeah, but if if ends has to if what? if ends has to try so hard at these like few events that they get and then they don't even actually show up to the main event of Katowice, I th I consider that a massive failure. Don't in fact, when, when I saw that they won fucking Dallas and they were in the finals of the most competitive event of the year in Cologne. 
Beating okay. other, beating men, but it's men, way, I can see both sides. Here's what Kassad means by that. The reason why it's worse to lose in the semis, even though it is the semis the major and Gimli played great, is because it's way more likely they beat you in some meaningless play and that no one gives a shit about in a tournament area, isn't it? Like, way more likely the underdog upsets you there. And then secondly, what he means about the blast thing is, why is Ence even in a plane for Karavitsi Maui? Because they don't play a blast circuit, therefore they can never get the bloody rankings you need to. Like, the joke is, if you ever go look, teams like Australians are the ones you need to look at. Mate, because they play in Blast, you, they just need to fucking trip over and they come top 10 in the world. It's mental how that ranking works. Like There is something scuffed about that. But anyway, I'll just say this. I've, I'm sort of more on the Maui side. I don't know if I'd actually say they're not a top three team. I would say, I would just reframe your hot take. I would just say the hot take is this. Before people look into who they played, because you did a good job listing off like, how underwhelming the results are and how some of the teams they've lost to. If you actually look who they've played, before you look at that, everyone's going to say automatically, well, they've got to be a lock for top two of the year, right? It's them and Vitality be the story whereas if you actually look no actually probably G2 is better than them. like if you look at like especially for the ceiling obviously it's the reason why Heroic doesn't win the event so I actually do think essentially like their run is overrated like if they're top three even if they're third they are pretty overrated actually because when you look like you say not only do they how do they have to beat they've had some insanely lucky bracket draws you're right but then also they then have lost to all the fucking underdogs this year like that is actually pretty whack because here's the problem the angle that doesn't work for Heroic is, you know, everyone's trying to do that angle of like, right, they're like, basically like, they're the new Astralis core before they won, you know, they can win, but they don't in the big match. No, 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 let's just be, you understand this for a second, guys. When Astralis would lose in the semis, it would be to top 10 teams to ever play Counter-Strike. Heroic is losing to Gamer Legion and fucking Mouse and like, you know what I mean? Like, that's on another level, boys. And that's like, that is beyond the pill. It, it's not like Device was fucking choking against nobodies in a match. Like, he was choking against, like, Olaf Meister and fucking Get Right and Kenny S and Guardian, like, the greatest players of all time. So, I saw, like, I can see both sides of it. I would just read him as they're overrated as a top team or something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, okay, I get I get that angle, and I also think that some of the runs that Heroic has are a little bit inflated because the competition that they have is is on the easier side, but, like, let's just remember Ents lost to NIP and Into the Breach at the Major also. Like, these are, these are big stages, too, and they also can lose to pretty bad teams. I want to go to my take because I'm going to get a whole country angry with this one, and I might even get Thorin angry with this one, is that Monacy today is better than Prime Kenny S., so this is if you dropped Monacy back into 2015 with that envious lineup when they when they won Cluj Napoca where he won the MVP Monacy would do just as well if not better than what Kenny S did there. In fact, I think he would do better. And so where Kenny S obviously Kenny S kind of has this like fabled skill ceiling that he was hitting back in 2014. And the one thing is that the numbers that Kenny S put up in that 2014 year were insane, but that was pre-op nerf. And so with Monacy now, he's putting forward numbers very similar to what Kenny S was putting up in his prime with a nerfed op in terms of movement speed, in terms of bullets. And, and then also on top of that, to me, Monacy is a much more complete player. Like his utility usage is so much farther along than where and i think that's just one of those arguments where it's just that most people in the modern era are going to have better utility usage than people back in 2014 or 2015 but if basically if you put monacy into like skill wise just watching them both play honestly if you take the nameplates off both these players it's very similar in terms of the highlight quality so that's one thing for like eye test right there and then on top of that i think like both of them have shown some 
some pretty good moments with just like pistols. I would say their rifle game is probably where I would consider them both kind of on the weaker end. Uh, but honestly, I, I just think that if you if you had a time machine, put Monacy in it, dropped him in 2014, he would be the best player on the planet easily. He would be the best player of the team. Oh, the world. Yeah. 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 He's easily. If you put if you put today's Monacy in 2014, he is easily the best player in the world. I am and search help. And he's better. He's better than Prime Kenny. Yes. I, I I can see what you're trying to say in a sense that mechanically maybe uh, now Monacy is better than Kenny was. However, the game is completely different. And if you look at it, I, I'm just looking at it right now. I think. What the the year that Monesi had in in uh, 2022 is the exactly same year uh, Kenny S had in 2013 or 14, right? Because they were ranked sixth and seventh. Uh, Kenny S was ranked two, two times 20, uh, 2013, 2014. He was ranked six and then six again. Okay. Monesi was ranked seven. So I think the start of his career is very similar to the Kenny S's one, right? They both have good teammates right now. And, you know, Kenny has had it before. I think they're just, let's say Kenny's career was like, you know, I mean, just right there at the, at, the, at the peak of it. And Monesis was like starting right here and it's going to go up. Can he catch him? Because I don't think he, he got there yet. Does he have the skill? I think he has more skill than Kenny. But is he going to be able to do the same things as Kenny did for many years? We have to, well, wait and see. I don't know. The thing is like, he does, he has a potential to be a superstar <coughs> like Kenny was. You know, the question is, is, is he, is he going to be able to do it? He's now 18 years old and Kenny was, what, tw uh, 19 or 20 back in, when he won uh, that number six or the 2014 year, whatever it was, right? He was like, what, 20 years old. So it's pretty similar, like actually too similar. If you ask me, they have the same style. Eerily similar. Is, yeah. yeah. And Rifle is much better for Monesi than for Kenny. And I do think Monesi is a little bit smarter player than Kenny. So if you say overall, if you compare the 2014 uh, Kenny and the 2022 Monesi, I would say Monesi. But, you know, it's still way too early to say something like that because it, it really cannot, like, compare right now. Because Monesi is, what, a year and a half in the pro-competitive highest tier scene and Kenny was, like, from, from 2013 till 2017, 18 at best, right? And that was the end. So maybe in four years we can have this discussion again. You'll never get me mad. I mean, first of all, you cited envious at closure of poker. Kenny has dropped off months before that. Though. He, he was in Titan when he was the beast, man. Like you say, it was 2014, early 2015. Remember, the open earth was like April. I think it was actually, actually was April 1st or the 31st of March. And it was like right on the border. That's why famously people thought it was a joke. Even though the joke is it never was. It just continued to this day. So there's three angles why that's not the case. One, when you see, even when Kassad just, just happily just gives that up and just goes, yeah, maybe he's more skilled. Like, I don't care what anyone says. I'm with fucking Apex on this one. I think Kenny S might be the most skilled player to like ever play Counter-Strike. It's him and Simple, in my opinion. Him, Simple, and Nico are probably my top three. I don't even think Zeru's at the top of that list. I think the thing with Zeru, it's amazing to me, is the polish. It just seems like it's so fucking like well-rounded from day one. That's the crazy part of me. So I think that's intuition. I do think Monacy's in this category. Like if I'm doing like prodigies to ever play Counter-Strike, it'd be like top five. But essentially, I think it's like, it's not that you, I'd say one or the other's right on that one. I think they're both insane. Like, People don't know. Early Kenny S is a reason.
reason why he was like 16 when he was in very games or whatever. Like it was also the same thing. It's just a phenom. Like it just hit every flick. And that style is like you say, it's the only person. It's only basically Kenny S and Simple you can compare Morrissey to. Like they have the fucking that crazy flick style. Like no one else ever did that, but actually hit the shots. Plenty of people tried the flicking style. That's why Henny became famous. Why is he don't land the shots? Then I'll give you the other one. So the skill one's a bit of a push for me. I could go either way on that one. I think people are just forgetting what prime Kenny S was like. Then I'll go with the whole nerf angle. You've done the same thing with the Zewu fans there. What you've done is your logic goes like this. Because now the gun's nerfed, if you unnerf the gun, Monesi gets better. No, he doesn't. That's just an assumption. It's a pure assumption speculated out of your mind. There's no there's no evidence in any context to bear that out. All we, In fact, what we'd have to do, the only way we could do it, being as we can't go like that, is we'd have to sort of figure out would Kenny S be slightly worse with the nerf, like a bit. Here's the thing. I don't think the nerf's actually what killed Kenny S's game, if people don't know. Like, I actually do think if you look at it, I mean, I know some things from inside the team. Basically, that was when he'd already had to, like, hard carry the team for something mad. Like, I think it was, like, five or six months at that point in time when they had Kenny had been banned. I think that's what killed Kenny S's game, is he wasn't a guy who liked to grind anywhere. Now he had to not only grind, he had to, like, be twice as good as everyone else in the game. Like, I think that was never tenable. No one could keep that going forever. Like, the mental strain is what's impossible there. And then the last thing is this. I'll just throw the stats out there. What you're doing right now, this is why it's appropriate for Hot Take Point Made, is you're doing what all the Zewu fans do. Oh, you're riding with Monaster today today because you just saw fucking cologne take cologne off there bro where's this motherfucker this year nowhere no one had him top player of the year maui like you're just you're overrating from this tournament go look at the stats for this year the best year of his career he has 0.76 kills per round kenny s you can add a 0.1 to that he was 0.86 kills per round. Like, and then lastly, let me know when Kenny S ever had a fucking Nico on the side. By the way, I gave Nico the MVP. I don't give a fuck about Monacy. Nico was the MVP of this tournament. Let me know when Kenny S could have a big chill as a sidekick and win a fucking major. Like, it would never happen. It would never happen in his whole career. So I don't hate it as a take. I just think that essentially I don't I disagree. And it's too much playing on that whole thing of like a good all-star now would be the best player in the 1960s. It's like, well, what, what, are we, what are we even discussing now at this point in time? Like, I don't get it. As far as I can tell, this is why I don't ever do, you know what? I never do those comparisons, even though I love hypotheticals. I never do player today dropped in the past. Because as far as I can tell, the real logic that people are like, ha ha, I'm smart. is like, it's like saying, if you took the dumbest person in class, but gave him the answers and put him there back to yesterday, <laughs> wouldn't he? It's like, well, yeah, great. What are we even talking about at this point in time? That's fucking, why are we even, like, how much, how much longer are you? are you going home soon so we can have a fucking convo? Like, I think it's just a shit point, so whatever, there you go. There you go. No, here's the thing, he didn't. <laughs> What's good is that I didn't get pissed off at the take, but I decided, right, how dare you come at Kenny? I'm gonna unravel your entire analytical <laughs> approach, motherfucker. There you go. <laughs> well, if you, if we look at I was like, Kenny, get down, Mr. President, get down. <laughs> since since you're well what you're what you're also using there are numbers for Kenny S when he had the KPR pre-nerf so why but you're also saying how are we comparing them why why would we pretend we know what monesty's like pre-nerf when we can never do that yeah Maui, that's right Kenny maui is. yeah you're right maui you're absolutely right what you're about to say now is that i'm actually going off what did happen but you're going off what could happen and therefore no, no, i'm no, wrong no 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 right? no no, no, so, no, no, no. Yeah. i'm saying i'm saying in 2015 we know what happened to kenny yeah. after the nerf and he, his kpr was what monesty's was but just like slightly lower his rating was lower he died way more often all these numbers basically are just that when kenny s post nerf he was never as good as monacy has been this year so let me just give you the, one last angle one, then. one we can do because the last angle i made is the one you're missing there let me know when kenny s ever played in a lineup like this g2 lineup by the way like if i'm monacy what better lineup could i ask to be in right now 
I have actually a better player, Nico, next to me. I have probably the most OP anchor you could ever have in JKS. Oh, and by the way, you know that Hunter guy who we haven't even mentioned the name of? Yeah, he was just fucking around with top 10 in stats at this tournament too. Like, mate, th this is one thing I'm sick of in esports. Number, production is not universal. You can't, like, okay, by your logic then, Maui, I'll do, I'll, I'll spin it back to you. Here's how I'll wreck you on this one completely, right? We're, put, we're taking Monacy back in time. You're right, I'm going to take him back for you, mate. But he has to play on flip side. There you go. He's playing on flip side. Does he get these numbers? No, no, he doesn't get to play in G2. No, no, you've, you've actually just pretended for real that G2 Monacy now, you drop him in any team and he puts those numbers up, right? Because by the way, do you know he has to play with to do Kenny S's numbers by your logic? He has to play with RPK, who just came back from retirement. Apex, who's a mad liability even then. Maniac is his fourth best player, and then he's got existence. So drop him in that team. Like, go, go to town, bro. Go on, bro. Fucking carry the shit out of everything. Because the real problem with this one to me is, I think it's just a bad comparison. Because if you do it with like a great player now, they're all in great teams. Kenny S has one of the most unfair set of teammates I think ever in history. He's had some mad fucking rosters he had to carry, boys. I'm just, I'm just thinking. Like, at some point, Kenny did play with Nico, right? Oh, when they're in G two, they yeah. very briefly. But that was when like Kenny S got took off the op. It was only like a month or something ridiculous, wasn't it? I think it, was, it like, wasn't very long. Nico Hunter, Jack, someone when, when G two, when yeah. Nico first joined the team, yeah. But that was very briefly. It wasn't, it wasn't real. And it wasn't on LAN. It was all on yeah. the online era. I can't remember how long. That's the thing I'm trying to remember how long it was. Anyway, should we, th should we pivot? Have you got a last point? I, no, no, the the thing, like, I just, I just want to like add more. I do agree with uh, the only argument I would agree with uh, Duncan here is the fact that Kenny. You know, in his prime, didn't really have any kind of support at all in super on superstar level, right? Now, Monesi has. I mean, I even would have joked with you, Maui, when you were like, Monesi has better utility, which, first of all, is bad and unfair because obviously didn't, utility as a concept didn't even exist back then. But the, even the obvious answer would be, who the fuck's Kenny has thrown it for, mate? Well, I mean, he's just going to stand back there. All right, man, yeah, go on in, mate. Like, at this point, he may as well not have utility. He must just use the AWP. And it's like, you know what? I'm not even buying a fucking flashback that's $300 off my next AWP. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wait, what the do you thing want? Is like, yeah, I, 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 I do love you. I love you. Never really, <laughs> he never really, he never really got that superstar level on on his teammates. But my 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 take, the next one is it's not that spicy, but it's kind of it's maybe even obvious at this point because of the state of this, the, the team right now. Is liquid, right? I don't think they're gonna make a single final till the end of this year and probably half of the next one. I don't think this lineup is is very well organized, very well orchestrated. I don't think it's it's going forward. Uh, the games okay. they played, the games they played Blast were okay to watch. The the, the eye test was fine. Then I watched them in Cologne, and they they lost to nine. They tried, they, they 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 were like struggling against big, and it was like at the end they just snapped and lost. But uh, I I don't think there is. Uh, any synergy in the team. I, I feel like Naf is struggling because he doesn't really know what to do. Rain Waker is there, but he's like also super passive. And now we have OC who is completely I'm not gonna say I'm gonna say useless, but not in the sense that he's a bad player. I'm just saying in a sense that he is not getting to do what he wants to do okay. or what he can do simply because he has Patsy and Yekinder who are crazy mad aggressive. 
And on top of that, we have Yekidra who is hijacking his numbers dropped. It's completely nuts right now. I don't think that team is the idea of switching to EU and maybe getting a CS talent is fine by me. Maybe you lose a little bit of identity in the culture, but if you get the results, nobody fucking cares. Now they lost identity in the culture and they're not getting the results. I don't think they're going to get them unless they change again something. And I don't really, I said it before, I don't like Yekinda as a Nigel. He doesn't have any more value. He's just a player who just runs and dies without any impact whatsoever. He is going to pop off here and there. People are going to think he's still good and he's, he would be good if he just dropped that stupid Nigel role it's not for him and i don't know about this new bulgarian kid it seems that he has skill but i don't think he fit in well obviously there is a thing that two of them patsy and and, and uh, rain baker didn't really speak english in their teams what at all so that's uh <coughs> that's a kind of obstacle they need to that's a, that's an obstacle they they need to deal with i don't know i just don't have any trust in them i don't think people are feeling well in that team I don't think they made a mistake. And the bottom line is the results will show in the next six months. Obviously, we don't know when the CS2 is coming out, but whatever happens, I think it's going to be a struggle for Liquid for at least next 12 months, unless they correct the mistakes they made. Okay. With Yeah. With, uh, with Liquid, I... I will say that with the move that they made, to me, it reads more like they went for say a couple of budget signings here and to me it's almost kind of like it's not like they're trialing patsy and rain waker necessarily it does feel like to me the core people on this team are naf and yakindar and to an extent oc because they decided to keep him and there probably just aren't any there weren't any offers that for whatever for whatever reason i don't know why they didn't want to touch dexter or wonderful or people like that but they just decided to kind of go with what to me read as a budget move like rain waker and patsy were both relatively inexpensive signings that's for sure and so when i see that i just kind of am more of the opinion like why not like the, it's like the vision of the team completely changed which doesn't feel like it should happen because you would expect that a team liquid is a perennial contender for titles for the entirety of this team's like history or the organization's history so this is a downgrade because they, to me, just feel like they're sort of just just testing things out. Because at the same time, why not when Yakindar is trying to learn how to become an IGL? Don't give him like if you if you gave Yakindar right now, say Dexter, you gave him. I don't I don't know who the hottest people that were on the market necessarily were, but like let's just say it's people like Fro. Like you gave you gave Yakindar Naf, Frozen, Dexter, and say like Perfecto for whatever reason, he just gets that lineup like. No one would really like that. That team would probably just flop simply because Yakindar is not a good enough in-game leader. And so what Li Liquid are able to do right now, in my eyes, is that which and I, I don't agree. I don't necessarily agree with this whole thing, but it's a, I, I feel like they're just like Yakindar. You're going to learn how to in-game lead. We're going to pick up a couple guys that are cheaper on the market right now, and then by the time you're a better in-game leader, maybe we'll get a better signing. So I think that this is a project that doesn't to me signal that it's like a permanent. Uh, fix for liquid it's more like like i'm not surprised at all if the lineup actually just changes in six months or before the first major that is okay i mean i already get my take last episode i actually do think this lineup's just a bit overrated the problem is like 
in isolation, each move is fine, but I kind of agree with the bigger point you were making there. The main issue, and I'll probably do a video on this soon, is I just it's just the lack of ambition from Liquid. Like, essentially, aside from the Yakinda signing, the last few years of Liquid have been mad underwhelming. It's like washed players or players that just haven't made it yet. It's like, like we're saying here, like, for real, you if you are signing CIS talents, then if you're Team Liquid, you should be in the market for Electronica Perfecto. That should have been on your radar as, like, a real move that could happen. Why aren't you with someone who's considered in Dexter, etc. Because that's the biggest problem to me. As soon as they decided we're not doing the NA thing anymore, now there's no excuse left, guys. Like, now you just got to go for broke. Like, you're, you're joining the EU qualifier anyway. So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Right, I'll spin into a take of mine then. Because on the one hand, this is one way. It's not actually that spicy a take. And there's a cheat element to it. But it just sounds like a straight fire take. Because one thing that is pissing me off now with this Hooksy thing is this. Notice none of the people laughing want to put any of their own skin in the game. They don't want to go, oh, since you guys are wrong, I will now insert my opinion. Hooksy's actually a top three IGL in the world. That person doesn't exist, by the way. On this, at the same time, as we're not ever allowed to criticise a guy who has never played a major playoff match for G2. He's played for them while two majors took place, by the way, guys. We're not allowed to ever criticise that he might not be the right man for the job. But at the same time, no one's going to tell me he's one of the best IGLs in the world after he's just done a historic accomplishment. He won Canavit St. Clone in the same year. If people don't know, the only people who've ever done that is Pronax and Carrigan. Like, they're, they're GOAT fucking IGL guys. So my question is this, where is Hooksy in the GOAT? Where is he? Why is no one saying, and I think Hooksy is top five in the world. So the, 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 the meme one that goes into a real point is this. Hooksy isn't even still a top three Danish IGL. Now, the cheat is the top three Danish IGLs are the top three IGLs in the world. But... Like, who is he better than? Is he better than Cadian because of this? I don't think so. Is he better than Carrigan? I don't know anyone who thinks that. And is he better than Snappy? Mate, Snappy almost fucking won over him with like half the team. Like, the joke is, bear in mind, I actually wanted, by the way, Snappy to be the person who replaced fucking Hooksy. I don't know that he's necessarily shown me I was wrong. Because I'll give you a couple of angles. There's the major one already. Why now it's fine to just bomb all the majors? I don't know. I don't know why that's okay. Because that's the main reason everyone tells me Carrigan has problems. And I would agree. I think you have to perform at the major. Then I'll add this in. The reason why I'm still not impressed by the Hooksy angle, because people are going to think, what the fuck, how? I actually think he might end up being the fucking exception that proves the rule for me, Maui. My, you know my theory that you can, Listen, he's not a bad IGL, so I guess the theory's still... You know, I have a rule that goes, you can't be a bad IGL and win the biggest tournaments. It's just not possible. I don't think he's bad, but I also implied you have to be good in some sense. That's my problem. I just think he's average. Because if I had these two... Pieces of information in. I think it just makes his accomplishment way less impressive. So here's the two players that are his best players. And essentially, at every tournament will be competing with each other, like this Cologne, to be the MVP of the tournament. Not one guy. Remember, if Ence won, it was some players all day long was going to be the MVP. In this team, by the way, he had like three people contending. But let's say by the end, it was between Monacy and Nico. Right. So let's just look at those two players, guys. So Monacy, bearing in mind Zewu, if people don't know, when he joined Tier 1 was already 18. Monacy Monacy basically is the best young player ever. He's 17 now, and he's still a fucking stud. Just, but on, he just turned 18 recently. But you know what I mean? Like he was, he was 17 when he did a lot of this shit. So actually, we've never even seen a player that young, essentially, except old, simply wasn't in a team this good. So you might have the best young Orpa ever, and then who's your other star player, right? If you guys can watch that final of Cologne and tell me you think Hooksy is why Nico did that, you, I can look at you through the side eye and go, you just don't understand the game much. Because what the fuck are you talking about? 
Like the Mirage game's the best example. That whole game is won by Nico just doing the most god-tier fucking mid-round lurks you will ever see, where he catches any rotation, anyone trying to help someone, he always just picks them off. Like, that's nothing to do with Hooks. He didn't fucking call that. Not least because it's Nico. What? You think Nico? Hoxie, did he get a DeLorean and go back to 2016 and tell Nico how to fucking look T-side of Mirage, did he? That's like Nico's fucking office, you moron. He's been doing that for seven years. So if you add these two pieces in, it's like, at this point in time, it's like I joked earlier, this is almost like the test case for how insane a team can you give someone before you have to stop, like, giving that much credit to the IGL. Like, I don't think any, I'm not exaggerating, I don't think anyone's ever had a crazier set of players than Hoxie has. I can't think of anyone in history. Like, the joke is, you actually have to, for real, go to like Carrigan with like the super team phase like that's the fucking skill and by the way you're, you guys were all brutalising Carrigan for being one round from winning a major Hooksy's never even made a fucking playoffs with G2 like why is that okay this is the Zewu thing all over again so it's cool folks he just bombed the greatest tournaments ever how is it so I, that whole thing frustrates me because like essentially I know it sounds like a hate attack, but this this tournament actually didn't change my view of Hooksy at all I never thought he was shit I, I don't even know that I you don't have to even replace him but I do think it's a gamble to keep him I'm not gonna say that he's a great IGL. I don't say he's a bad. I'm just saying he's bad for Nico. Yes, they won. Yes, they won. Yeah, great. They did win, right? But also, like you, I'm not gonna change my opinion on that one because he will definitely just take the majors, right? Just take the majors in the way they, they like you said, bombed them, right? And, and, and the fact that he has maybe the ins most insane lineup in terms of skill. Oh, it's insane. And, it's amazing. And, and, and proper roles in there. That yes. it's even better than what Kerrigan had in 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 that oh, prime phase, and it's just people don't just ignore that, you know, and and just for me, I I don't see it, but you know, uh, coming into CS2, I, I think that the great analogy would be that, like you said, like it's it they don't need to cut him now, obviously because he won this, but keeping him would be definitely a massive gamble, right? Because what happens on the next major? How many majors? Are you, we're talking just only about majors, right? Uh, how many majors do you need to skip or fail in order to, you know, make a change or something, right? Because I don't see them winning a CS2 major, you know, because we don't know what the fucking CS2 is going to look like or who's going to become out of the top. By the way, logically, like I said earlier, if you're a Hoxie supporter who thinks it's egg on the face yeah. of Richard and Kassad, then just say it. Just say that they will win the next major. Just say it. I, I, on this day, July, I predict G2 with No one will do it. Dude, you'll never find these brave people. There's no one thinks Hoxie's the best. No one has him top three IGL. No one thinks they're going to win. Like, what, so, so what are we laughing at then? We all agree that it's just weird that they're winning, isn't it? Surely we all agree. And even like in these greatest like IGLs, you can see like uh, they have these trademark calls that they did. Like look at Glaive in the in the was the E League major right against VP the, yep. the rushes on the fucking train and stuff. Those are calls. Those are direct calls. This is not based of the mid round rotations or the individual decisions. It's a call. Right then, took look at Kerrigan. You can point out ten different calls that he made that won the you know different events. Right, the signature things like when I go and look at this, there is nothing about the calls that was like super crazy fucking you know at the right time. It was just like these players are playing crazy good. Hunter fucking destroys people in the playoffs. Nico, obviously, like we saw the rating, we saw the games. JKS Monesty. I mean, do we need to talk more about it? Like I said, it, 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 it will sound like, you know, yeah, they won and you're still not happy or some shit like that. But it's just the reality of the things, right? It's nothing more. Oh, and by the way, I'll just throw this in there. Like, I mean, make the Nico point even harder. 
You do know, guys, that Nico had a 1.35 rating and he won this whole tournament. Like, you are aware that is like probably one of the craziest rifle performances in the history of Counter-Strike itself. But we're going to act for the Hooksy fans. Like, that's just a normal day at the office for your star player. Like, basically, if I'm snappy, Bowie, what I should just do is just turn to all my players and go, what are you doing, dickhead? Where's your 1.35 rating? Why aren't you doing your job? I'm a genius. Like, give me a break. Like, I think actually, this is how much, I, this is how I know Nico is just mad hated on by the community. Dude, people aren't even raving about this fucking tournament. Like, that is actually one of the best Best BO5 rifle performances you will ever see ever in Counter Strike. No joke, all four maps. He is fucking even the one they lost. He is carrying on even on Anubis. Go watch it. Like this guy was a fucking stud. That's how I know people can only see the Orpers, bro. Like I thought this was a masterclass the way he could play this final. The whole That's tournament in general. Air elite level right just gold level and then yet again i'm the one who is fucking biased and i'm the fucking fanboy of nico but what more do you fucking need what more do you fucking need besides this fucking tournament to actually acknowledge that he is playing with a fucking rifle delivering this on a constant level and you still want to acknowledge it and you just still want to keep talking shit so fuck right off that's my fucking answer to that Okay, three things I want to address in everything that was just stated. Uh, the first is that with the fans' lack of reaction and praise that they should be throwing in Nico's direction, I would say that the most likely reason for that is because they ended up beating Ents in the Grand Finals, and public acceptance hasn't actually taken Ents to be like an elite team, even though by all standards, in terms of recent yeah, performances, yeah. They, they are. But yeah. I think a lot of people still see them as sort of like that that tier 1.5 team if you're using like the hardest yes. rating system ever. They're not like if if Nico did this against a phase which we know is worse than today's ends, then people would be raving about it Fair a enough. lot more yeah. just because it's against names that they're more familiar with. He did it against Robs, he did it against Twist, whatever. But instead it's like he did it against Deha and Sun Pius, you know, like whatever. Um the second thing is that I think for Hooksy's reputation he needs to release comms videos because uh or there needs to be more of that because even that sliver of what alexi b said like three years ago when he was microing isa to do something like or whatever like that that gave alexi such a long-standing reputation yep. as a micromanager <laughs> that still persists to this day and so if Hooksy gets a clip like that, or at least they release some more clips like that, then there's more likelihood that people are going to come around to the idea that maybe he is a good mid-round caller. Maybe he is actually directing Nico to make some of these cool lurk plays. But as it stands, we just don't really have the evidence before us. And so we can't really say with any certainty what he's what he's doing. It's like, it's basically why... I'll tell you that. He's well, that then, then, I mean, there's no, there's no evidence to say it or not. And that's also why we like... So By the way, just, like... I just want to blow people's minds a second. I'm not going to actually say this. I'm just suggesting it's hypothetical and Kassad's not going to comment. Right? Think for a second, guys. You all think Kassad is biased because he's friends with Nico. So let's just put this on the table. You don't think Nico ever has talked to Kassad about how the teams run, what the call's like, etc. In the whole time, all these years, they've known each other. Remember, though, he's been in the team since, like, fucking blast fall groups last year. They never had that conversation. Like, Kassad could never know, because the reason I'm saying he can't say anything, he can't say, like, Nico trouble his shit. Like, he's obviously not going to say that, is he? But... You don't even... What's mad is the fan doesn't even account for that, Maui. They don't even give Kassad the credit that he might actually know what they don't know. They can't even conceive of that. Right. Idea. Hey, right. the, the, the last one to, before you continue, Maui, I'm just going to circle back to ends, people not recognizing them to be a top-level team right now. The only defeats they have from, from the end of May were against VP, 
on the Challenger, and they lost to G2 in the finals of this one. And that before that was the last defeat on the Major, which was like fucking three months ago, right? Mm -hmm. So they have all these wins against FaZe twice, Astralis, Vitality. Uh, Fnatic, Vitality, Heroic, yeah. like all these teams, and they lost only to G2 in the finals, and people still have the balls to say like, you know, the Snappy is not good enough for, for that, or Ants is not a good enough team. Look at the players they have, right? The composition of the players. They had to build that by themselves. But anyway, go, go yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think people are necessarily downplaying. Like, people aren't shit. No one that I have found has been shit-talking Ents. It's more just like they haven't been elevated to greatness in terms of the eyes of the public yet. The last thing I was going to say, though, about this point is that uh, this isn't this isn't a hot take, but it's, it is kind of one that I made. I made this as a hot take maybe like six, six episodes ago, seven episodes ago. And I'm kind of actually still persisting with this idea that I think that G2 is like, th again, this is not really to me like a hot take, but it's like, cause it's like, I'm, I'm kind of sugarcoat. I'm making it really nice so that it's comfy and like, I'm not putting myself out on one. I think that actually of all the teams right now, like that could win a grand slam. I think G2 has the highest probability of doing that. But I'm not saying it's because of Hooksy. I'm saying it's because, once again, we see what happens when three or four of their star players just pop off. Like, it's insane. And this is why I made... I did make a hot take maybe, like, five months ago plus before Pro League that I was saying that G2 will win the next Grand Slam and FaZe won't win that. That was, that was a hot take at the time. And now... Unfortunately, to make like this, uh, this like an easier hot take for me, the count of Itza win for the Grand Slam doesn't count because FaZe already completed that season of the Grand Slam by winning Pro League after the Katowice win. But right now, there's a if if FaZe didn't win that, G2 would have two notches under their belt for a Grand Slam, and I think that like it, and it's pretty easy to say that they would have the highest likelihood to win a Grand Slam. But that's kind of just like a different statement entirely based off of uh, what we've been talking about. Yeah. Any more hot takes? Yeah, I have one. Go on. Well, okay. This is um, I've been I've been just like riding this guy for such a long time now, and once again, just proves to me how good he is. Um, and so my my take here, and I try to make it a little bit hotter than I needed to, is that Frozen will be a top three rifler for the next three years. Uh, including this year. He's only 21. To me, he is the most versatile rifler in the world who isn't named Nico. And I love, like, when I watch Frozen play, his numbers are so impactful. Like, it's not just stat padding always, like, where it's just, like, super, like, worthless kills at the end of the round that don't matter. What I love about Frozen is that even in losing efforts, he's still able to put multi-frags on the board and sometimes will his team into rounds. And, like, I've talked about Frozen so many times now that I feel like you know you're just you just know that I'm like standing this guy like crazy but I truly think that this guy is going to be like I'm jumping on him now like before it's too trendy because it's basically like to me so obvious that Frozen's going to be for a while now one of the best riflers out there dude can do it all like he can win he can be aggressive at the beginning of rounds which he used to do back in that 2019 mouse lineup and he still shows flashes of that to this day uh he can he can lock down a lot of his like connector rotator positions when he's on the ct side and also like late round dude is clutch as hell so like i mean frozen to me is like a top to bottom just phenomenal rifler right now and i i, I think that he's going to be consistently putting his name into like HLTV top ten top tens for the next three years. Uh you said top three rifler, right? Yeah, but I'm saying top ten yeah. because they're gonna put oppers in that list. Too. No, but what was the original premise? No, no, it was no, like no, for no, the no, next no, three no, no, years no, 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 he's no, gonna no. be top three? 
Top, is that it? Top, he's going to be a top three rifler, including this year for the next three. Absolutely not. But the thing is, like, uh, I'm just disregarding. I'm going to disregard okay, the, the offers, right? But you just, you know that some of the spots are already res like reserved for people. For example, Nico, Exile, Robs, like, like they're like reserved spots. And then you want to put Frozen in there, which is completely insane, simply because he, in order for him to do that, he needs to be more consistent. I said this before. He's in so Renegades, consistent. He He's isn't. So he consistent. isn't. He isn't. Uh, the, the, the reason why I'm saying this because uh, because it. we because we we in Renegades and hundred dude every old. event this year he's just like plus forty like he's it. so consistent he hasn't had an event like he's had the last event he had a sub 1.0 KD was Dallas last no, year he's not just like the way he's, he just no he just says the Jedi man no he, he didn't that's all that's not he, he just sends incorrect it's, it's so consistent I love it like listen 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 the thing is like <laughs> Some of the spots are reserved for this year, for the next. Like okay. he cannot do it. Like he can't do it. Uh, the reason for the, he's not consistent enough is that better? He's not consistent okay. enough. Uh, and then, like I said, in Renegades, Hunter we used to call him even back then. After especially 2021, he's like three months on, three months off, three months on, three months off. And uh, maybe it's not his fault. Maybe it's the fault of the team. Whatever. He needs to make the 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 move that Rob's made. He needs to go to a lead team, right? Unless I don't think Mouse is going to become an elite team this year. Maybe not even next. They have a young core. That's fine. But the thing is, like, are they going to become an elite team? No, not yet. So in, in order for him to kind of uh, justify what you said and maybe make it real, he needs to go to team like G2, team like FaZe. Like take some, so some of this, maybe even, you know, instead of Patsy, he goes to Liquid. You know, that, that's uh, that, some, some of the sick. value. That'd be sick. Some of the valid like changes because I don't think in Mouse he can do it. Obviously, Mouse is not the blast uh, partner as well. He's, we know that that's gonna be till the 2025, so that's gonna be another problem. He's not gonna play enough events, and I just don't see it in this environment for him. I see the talent. I know what you're talking about. I, the talent is there to be like the top rifler, not like the top three, but like up there, right in the top ten category in the top 10 conversation top three is just not possible at least not or this year or the next one especially not this year because we have so many just take a look at uh cloud nine's lineup are you insane like just look at the firepower on that lineup look at g2 look at you know phase all these teams and you want to sneak randomly frozen into that mix not gonna happen, brother. Not gonna happen. To be fair, it is a hot take, sure. But obviously, the hot take here is like, look, I think we can all agree he has the potential, but the hot take is that he will do it. Because I agree with Kassad. Like, first of all, I'm not even gonna do the whole angle of like he's not a good enough team. Like, spoiler, that is obviously one thing that on the HLTV will absolutely kill you dead. You've just got no chance whatsoever of getting all the way up there if you're on mouse. But it's worse than that. Because as he said, like, if you just look at the names, like, here's the big problem. Like he said, the first three out the gate are already better right now. Right now, that's my problem. Is really for this hot take to work, Maui, you have to already think he's better than one of these three, Nico, Axel, and Robs. If you don't, then why wouldn't they be the best this year? You know what I mean? I think Robs has been not as good this year. That's a I actually think the I, idea. Is it, I thought 
Kassad did I not try to call him on this last year, but he tried to wiggle out of it. He just, let's be real, just put your cards on the table. You just think for years now that Frozen is better than Rob's. Just say it if you Fro think it. Fro you think Frozen, it, Frozen is a more impactful... He did impactful. it last year. He did it. Frozen, Frozen has been a more impactful player for my money. That's why, like, I mean, I had the, the biggest hate boner for Rob's in 2019, or like 2020, 2021, when Rob's knew that he was going to be joining FaZe and he was just stat padding for the hell of it. But now, this year, actually, once Rob's has to, like, do a little bit more, you could see his numbers have dropped off. Like for the for the year, like Rops is at a 1.15, Frozen's at a 1.22. Like it's a pretty significant difference there. Obviously, like Frozen isn't making it <laughs> deep into take? some of these. Okay. Frozen's not making it as deep into some of these events, but even against top 20 opponent, top 20 opponents, Frozen is is 1.22. Rops is 1.15 because Rops now finally has to like get his shit together and not bait viciously. And so I think that like Frozen, like actually... why did why did he do that number, Kassad? Isn't that weird? Because I know on HLTV it goes top five, top ten, and he just went to top twenty. It's weird that exactly. I, spoiler, I don't give a fuck how much Frozen. Okay, okay, okay. Frozen top farms 10, the 20th. Top top ten, 1.2 for Frozen. How many, 1. What's, 1. what's for sample Rops. size? What's the sample size? So, 23 maps for Frozen, 57 for Rops. Oh, oh just, just double. So what you're saying is a player that played... maps is a lot of maps. He played, he played twice as many maps against the best players. And by the way, here's the other thing about top 10. Frozen's doing it against the ninth team there. Rops is doing it against one, two, three. He's in the semis. He's in playoffs of major. Mate, that's the such a whack rated on stats. Like, look, hey, if you're going to go, don't use stats. Just do, if you think he's a better player, yeah. Use okay, yeah, impactful, impactful. Stats why? don't work on that one, come on. Impactful-wise, he's impactful saying this, as he's saying this, I'm literally looking on the fucking other screen and Mouse is about to play a team called Thumpy. But no one's, I'm not, no one's using okay. those stats. I'm using, okay. I'm using always like at least top 30 filter at bare minimum. So anyway, the good news here is I have outed Maui into actually admitting he thinks that Frozen is better now than Rops, who's winning all the like every, if people didn't see, like, yeah, I thought Rops is like unbelievable the last few months. Like even in, you go looking like Dallas, so it, was it his fault they lost to Wentz? Was it? Fuck, I think he had like one of the best fucking tournament runs of ages. Another amazing masterclass rifler. But then here's the other problem you've got. You've done the classic move that everyone does when they're hopeful about someone. You give Give your player all the potential in the world to improve, but no one else gets any potential, right? I'll give you a problem you've got right now, Maui. It's not even just those three. Those three, like our Kassad, they've already got their spots reserved. Rops, Frozen has to outperform them, but it's worse because while he's trying to outperform them, I'll just give you two other names. How about Keserato and Stown? Keserato ever gets a good enough team around him, and if Stown, by the way, ever does the device move and just overcomes that issue, they're right there too. There's five names I've got there, bro. So it's not like it can't happen, but if I'm doing these five and I add in Frozen, he's not he's not at the front of my list. He's not going to be in the top three for me. So I, I think it's a good hot take. I just don't agree. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think I've said most of my piece on this one. I, I think, like, in terms of, like... I think the one thing that's worrying about K Serato is that he had he did really badly for by his standards at the most recent event. And but K Serato like is carrying fucking playoff series at majors, my dude. Your guy Frozen is playing the ninth best team in the world in a group stage so that you can get your top ten stat filter wank off. There you go. Dude, there you go. Top four made top <laughs> had the same placing at the Rio Major as K Serato. Did. And how did he do against shitty outsiders? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Listen, exactly. when it comes to exactly. Keserato, there are two things, right? Keserato, first of all, I think he had some sort of a tragedy recently. Did he? Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm his not, like his, gonna, his father yeah. passed away. Yeah, it's so, like, it's, it, it, you just but hope it doesn't trend because of that. Really quietly, so... I, yeah. you know, oh, right, I never heard of it. Fair enough. So, so some, I'm not sure 100%, but yeah, that's the, what okay. people have told me. The other thing 
is they still have Art and Gary there, right? Who are clashing with Fallen's ideas, I think, at least. And until you sort that one out, you can't really, you know, you can't really move on because, you know, you're bringing the, another CEO and not firing the last one. I think we talked about this, right? So it's just, uh, I think until they sort this thing out, Keiserato won't be able to perform well because it does spill down to the players when there's like two currents, like two like rivers flowing into different directions. It's just, it affects players because they don't really know what the right path is and make, make more mistakes and affects their performance and all this shit that's happening, right? So Keiserato is definitely up there when it comes to these rifle, rifles conversations, top rifles right now. Frozen, yes, he has the talent, but I don't think he's there because of many, many things like that we already, you know, mentioned. So it's a very bold prediction. It is a hot take. It's a bold prediction, but I don't see it coming true at all. All right, here's my hot take. I've figured it out. I've been thinking about the whole episode. Can I do it? Can I frame it this way? I'm going to do it. This is for Kassan, but it's true. It's actually my take for real. If you actually put all context into play, and especially if you know that I do value your general body of work more than even winning championships. Like, essentially, I would just give the obvious examples like this. There's people who've won majors who were just good for six months. I care more if you were like, if every day, even if not always at the major, you were like the best player every day. I think that's way bigger. I actually think if I look at all factors considered, I actually think Nico is the second best CSGO player of all time. I think I would say that. I think he's second best. Oh, the thing is, like, it's so hard for me to say to give him the second place, but I see where you're coming. It's because if you're going to go with chump ships, you have to give a device or something, don't you? You know what I mean? But like, and if it, I just look at, if I take aside team concepts when they did it, like if I just watched all the games with the nameplates off, I, only simple played better than Nico, in my opinion. Like, yes. It's too many years is my problem. It's too many years of being like that insanely good. Because like I said, basically what I didn't say earlier that I could have also done as a hot take is, bro, when I watched that Cologne final, this is why Nico's an alien. Dude, I think now might be the best he was ever playing. Like, they, he looks like now his game's mastered. Think about all the other great players. Like, Cold Zero was still good after his best years, but he was just, like, a bit better. You know, he's 80% as good. Nico might be in his prime now, in 2023. Like, bear in mind, the game's about to end. I think he might be second best for me. I know it's a hot take, but it's a hot take, sure. There you go. Listen, the best I can give you is that he's equal to simple. You know, Wait, I, that's I, even I, better. That's even. Better. I, no, the best I can give him, right? Because I can't agree. There you go. That he's, like, that's he's the weirdest porn stars episode ever, isn't it, Maui? I'm like, I want him to be second best ever. Best I can do is equal with the goat. It's like, what? What sort of mad trade is this? I know. <laughs> <laughs> really the best hard. I can do for you is, you know, just giving him the the equally sharing the number one. Right. Spot. Okay. Because like, if this year continues to be like this, and you know, in transition to CS, but. We don't know. The thing is, like, he delivered so much impact, so much more impact than Simple, I believe, in his teams. Yes, Simple has the craziest numbers of all time. It's just fucking amazing. It's, he's an alien by himself, right? But he did play with an op for many of the Pretty years. Sweet. To right? me, the angle you're going with here is more like, to you, he's more well-rounded than Simple, right? Exactly. More complete player yes. right okay. now. More complete player. Definitely the equally skilled in terms of ceiling, in terms of like clutching and all these things that are even with the, you know, you, I can't compare him with a, like with an op as, yeah, as simple, yeah. but he yes. can, she can use an op, right? We saw that in the past. So the best I can actually give you is equal to simple. So simple Nico number one, and then you can put okay. device number two and, okay. you know, whoever is, you know, behind. He
Nico can't op. <laughs> like, let's get that clear. We saw that at the beginning of 2022. That was bad. That was like that was hurting me because I was like, oh, they should just keep Omanek on the op. That he was... can't op like simple. Yes, but he, he can't op like Omanek. He can't even op uh, like. He can op. Omanek was not the good. worst yeah, D side oper we had. Like Omanek was only good on the CT side. He was decent on CT side op, but everything else, he wasn't even touching the op on T side. Nico can op better than Amanek, that's for sure, but he cannot op, op better than Simple. But can Simple rifle as good as Nico? No, no, of course not. No, no, no. Nico, hands down, best rifler. Like, that, that's not a question for me at all. But uh, I just had to draw issue with that good. single point. Okay. okay. Is that it? I mean, that might be the end, right? Is that it? He didn't really, like, elaborate too much on it. Well, I mean, okay, 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 for the argument there, for the bigger argument or the point that Thorne made that he's the second best, I, I, I think that, like, there's a couple, like, the way that you would say he's the best, as you mentioned earlier, Thorne, is like pound for pound, like, econ-wise, econ Nico's the best. You give him a Deagle, he's going to get the most done with it. You give him an AK, he's going to get the most done, and or M4 uh, on the CT side, of course, but, like, where I I put device is my number two device is definitely my number two player of all time. Okay. Uh, it's and it does involve. I mean, his stats will end up being better because he's using an op prop like just just kind of how this game works most of the time, unless you're bad. And the thing is that with Nico, like it's like there was this period where he was performing really well for. Um, like as an individual, but like he wasn't having any like deep perform. Like he wasn't going like deep enough in tournaments for me. It was, I guess it. I guess that was like. I guess that was kind of around the online era, though. It felt like he was just sort of irrelevant wait, for wait, a period wait. there. So wait. that's. I guess that's not super. That's not like the most damning part of this. But like, I, I'm not. I'm just not gonna like memory wipe what device did with Astralis and how how hard he was carrying their asses. Not he wasn't carrying their asses like single handedly. Obviously, they were the best team ever. But like, he was the best player on the best team for a stretch of like two and a half years. If you, if you look at the numbers, yes. If you look at the impact, the most scary players of that team of Astralis, the most annoying and impactful players were Ziptix and Glaive. Yes, device is a, is a, is the the you know overall best player, but when it comes to like the stats and all this shit, right? But Zipnix and Glaver are super super carry players in that team. But the thing is, like, if you can mention the the Nico's pre-COVID online whatever era, why don't you mention the device's like break of a fucking year and something, and then coming back to Australia and not doing anything for six months, and then in the NIP episode and the the moment where the prime Australis kind of dropped off, like that's a big period of time. A couple of years, like, yeah, yeah. But, like but Nico has been co delivering consistently since 2015. I'll tell you a banger line. Uh, this line looks. Yeah. If you go look. This this checks out, right? Nico's stats are so good that you wouldn't know he was a rifler if you actually just looked at the real numbers. Like he has the numbers of the greatest. Like the joke is, if you just converted his numbers directly and said it was an opera, the opera himself would instantly be like a top five goat contender flair of all time. Like, like that. That's it. I think actually Nico on every level. In, in my opinion, the only thing he hasn't done is win everything. That's it. And by that's the way, the spoiler, he's now won Kenovic's and clones. We're doing the same simple thing again, where if you win the major last, people don't realize he sort of got there and they think, oh, he just people are going to act. The day he wins the major, people will act like he got twice as good. Obviously, he didn't. He got 0.01% better. You know what I mean? 
I think, yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I think that, you know, uh, Nico and Simple is the classic Ronaldo Messi type of situation. Yes. And, and, and I don't know where I, who would I name as fucking... No, I know what you mean. Your might, analogy just, is like, in this analogy, you're making like Nico Messi because the angle is that he does more for the team, whereas Ronaldo is like, he only scores, but that is the most important the game. So that's why it's a classic debate, isn't actually, it? Actually, I would say the other way. Like, okay. I, I think Ronaldo is the one that's doing all for the team. And uh, Messi is the one that's like, you know, getting the passes from Xavi and Iniesta and okay. other people. I see the analogy. You know? Okay. Yeah. So that, that, that's, that's how I see it, right? So for me, I, like I said, I can't really put them as number, number one firmly simply because the presence of Simple sure. is there. But I can't put him as number two because that's what, what he does on the server with a rifle, nonetheless, for the past eight years. So that's, that's the issue. Yeah, there you that go. That's the hot take. And by the way, that is a hot tip because if you essentially don't know, every single sports ball show ever values rings number one, so they'll never have this discussion, will they? But there you go. <laughs> oh, and by the way, obviously, if you like sports ball, you'll be able to, by the time this comes out, watch me and Maui's second episode of our show, Banter Give and Go, about the NBA, over on the LFN Sports Channel. Go and check that out and subscribe there. Hot Take Point Made is brought to you, as always, by eSportsBet, the industry's leading crypto odds matrix. If you've never deposited crypto onto their website before, they offer their classic first-time deposit bonus of 50% up to 100 USDT. And if you don't have any crypto, but you want to get having some fun and playing, you can actually also get some ESC, which is the new rebranded name for DJT, their own token on the website. And the way you can get some for a limited time only is through the following promotion. You can join the eSports e Bet Discord, discord.gg slash eSports Bet, and you can get 10,000 DSC for doing so. You can follow eSports Bet on Twitter at eSports Bet for 5,000 DSC, and you can follow eSportsBet.io on Instagram for 5,000 DSC also. If you do any of those things, then go to either the mod mail on the eSports Bet Discord or customer support on the website. Tell them you did these things. They will credit your account, but hurry up. This is for a limited time only, and when you have ESC, you can make bets and predictions and you can also eventually convert to usdt check out esportsbet.io for more information